All right, today on Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den, my man Rob is in studio, Rob. Hello, it is an honor and a privilege to be back here. That's odd for anybody to say. Well, it's the correct thing to <laughs> Thank say. Thank you, man. So, so we're going to talk quite a bit of stuff. I've got not a list, not like I made a list, but I've got a few things I want to ask you about. Some stuff in the wild. I'm going to ask you about a particular athlete that hardly nobody ever talks about. And then I want to ask you about Tiger Woods, amongst many other things. Yes. But uh, anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's I'm do here. it. My man, Rob, who is a graphic designer, t-shirt designer, uh, just a guy that can do just about anything you want. I mean, the <laughs> logos, T-shirts, whatever. Uh, he made the sign for the restaurant. He just made to do all kinds of stuff. He's a friend. And when I say friend, I mean a dear, dear friend. Thank you. Like he's in that circle of people that I will absolutely fucking kill for. So uh, can but, we can we say that for now? Yes. I mean, I guess we could have yeah. always said That's it. That's right. We can always I, say it. Yeah. I didn't know what I But yeah, I want us to be say. completely comfortable in ourselves. Good. But um, anyway, hell, today, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. So today we're going to talk about that amongst other things. But I got my my dear, dear, dear friend, uh, Rob here, who is a husband, a business owner. He's a dog dad like myself yes. and just all around good human being. Are you Thank ready? You. I'm ready. Let's do this in this room full of God, family, country. You guys know what time it is. <laughs> Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is Unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. My brother. Yes. How are you? Man, I am here. It is good to I have great, you. I am great. I, I, I'm I, I want really you to good. know, after we did our first recording together, um, I can't remember who it was, so forgive me, but immediately somebody called me or texted me or something, and they said, man, have Rob on more. <laughs> they really did. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> Continue. I, I'll let you. I'll it's let like, you. It's I'll like, hang on. Go. What did he say first? Yeah. But he said, uh, he said, you guys are, and, and I quote, he said, you guys banter very well together. And Rob is always, I'm always interested in where he's, what he thinks about a particular wow, subject. really? Yes, really. mean that. I I think I told you this as well. I had, I'd gotten really good feedback on it, uh, particularly from the guys in the league. Yeah. Um, I think Jamie had listened to it and maybe a couple of her coworkers uh, and stuff. Hang on a second. Jamie, if you ain't listening... Yeah, if you're not listening, We're, there's going to be a problem. I mean, what what the hell? Jamie, but, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm scared of you. So. And so I got that positive feedback, and I was like, Jamie's right, his man. wife, by the way. Yeah, Jamie's yeah. my wife. Yeah. For those, so I'm we just, ain't doing shit. I'm just speaking the name like everybody Everybody right. just assumes they know who I'm talking about. But that is my wife, Jamie Knight. Um, And I was like, all right, man, this is awesome. Yeah, I got... Yeah. It was I, great I feedback, always wanted to do man. this podcast thing. This was, this was kind of a bucket list thing. Um, and I was like, yeah, we're going to get some good momentum back and everything. And here I am four months later. So, Dude, so you and I go, um, I think a long way back. We've, um, seven years. It, isn't that actually. crazy? And it went by just like that. And we met kind of because I'd started, uh, uh I'd left with, with the job I'm at right now. I'd left yes. for a few years because yes. I, I wanted to go and visit for myself <clears throat> and somebody had given me your number. Um, for t-shirts or banners or, or something, I can't remember. But immediately, I, I had you, and actually, I think my ex-business partner 
contacted you first. But when I met you, I think that might be right. It was instantly like just kind of a, I like this guy. You know, he seems like a great dude. Um, and and then you just and I guess I say this, but most people try to be supportive of people that are doing business with them anyway. Right. But um, you seem to just kind of support us from the get-go. I mean, yes. from day one, when we took the food truck out, when we, you were kind of like, hey, I, I'm, you know, I'm here to spend money with you guys. So it just kind of turned into this friendship. And quick, quick aside to that. Um, yeah. Well, we day, got all time in the world. The day, uh, that's <laughs> true. I guess we're not under a, a time right. crunch or anything. Yeah, no but, commercial. Um. The day that I met you was the day that I did your truck. I put the graphics on it. The food truck. Yeah. What a great the job. First too, food dude. truck. And uh, great job. I didn't, you know, I the logo and everything was pre-existing. That was, you know, I, I didn't know you yeah. that was before any of that. One of those crazy <clears throat> web pages like Logo Plus yeah. or one of those weird just came up with that. And then over the years, you modified it though. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and so I did that and. Uh, Typically, you know, when I was working, I was working for Rawls Designs at the time, and uh, yeah, which really I, I owe, you know, I owe Wade. He and I butted heads a lot, but I, I, I owe him a lot. Completely well. forgot. Yeah, yeah. He, oh my god, he yeah. he pretty much like pushed, kind of pushed me out into the world as far yeah. as you know. It was right. my first real, I guess, quote unquote, big boy job doing that. Yeah. Um. So doing what you love doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those who don't know previously, uh, I, I was into coaching and I, I worked at boys and girls clubs and, and did a volu- did a lot of youth work, volunteer work, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. artwork is something I did on the side. Um, and he's so good at it. Well, and I'm not just saying that the guy's <laughs> fucking gifted. And so, so my first, I guess, big boy job in that realm was working for Wade and ended up working for right. him three different times. The last and I guess most productive time was when I met you, and normally people would drop their vehicles off and get done within a day, two days, whatever the job was. And yeah. this particular time, I think it was dropped off, and Wade shuffled some things around, and we didn't get to it right away. And so Kevo came to get it, and it was, and I was actually in the process of working on it. And so Kevo's out there, you know, telling me you're telling. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Kevo <laughs> like he's not in the room. Right. But I'm, I'm. For those who don't know, I say the name Kevo so that I just don't use pronouns. There's that trigger word, and that people know who I, people who are listening to the broadcast or whatever know who I'm talking about. So well, Kevo, my, for the record, Rob, my pronouns are brilliant, handsome, and cock nugget. Go ahead. I like it. So uh, Kevo's out there talking to me, and you know, just making small talk or whatever. We inter- you know, we introduce ourselves and everything. And um, normally, I'm I'm a weirdo about people watching me work. It doesn't matter if I'm mow. It doesn't matter what kind of work I'm doing. If I'm mowing the yard, with you 100. If I'm painting a Picasso or something, don't yeah. look at me while I'm doing it. You don't. Right. I don't like for people to see how the sausage is made. Right. Because you know, I agree. You know, it's different. Yeah, and you know, people don't realize that you know nobody's perfect. Mistakes are made along the way. You cor- the you correct those along the way, so they never you know they never see that during the process. Mm-hmm. But if they see you make a mistake, they're like, "Oh my god, this dude don't know what he's doing." Or, That's all they're gonna hang on to, right? Exactly. That's exactly. all people will talk about. They're not gonna talk about the good. Exactly. So typically, I don't like people watching me work, but you know, Kevo and I are talking small talk or whatever, and Kevo gives me kind of the spill. 
This was about a month after the flood of 2016. That's right. This April 2016. Wow. And Gebo giving me the spill of uh, of what he had been doing. And, you know, he just got this truck. And it was kind of a dream of his to do, do eventually have a, a bar and grill, a restaurant, do this barbecue. And, and uh, I'm listening to the guy and I'm listening to his plans and, and everything he's he's got coming up and in my, and I, I'm not saying this to you because I'm like, yeah. I don't want to sound corny or anything, but right. I'm thinking, you know, this, this guy's driven. This guy's, I can get behind this guy. You mm-hmm. know, I really want to see this guy succeed because this guy's got a plan and he wants to see it through. This is, mm-hmm. this is his dream. He wants to see it accomplished. I, I can relate. And, uh, you know, you go home in the evening and back when I was doing those jobs, I never kind of knew from day to day what I'd be doing or whatever. So I'd tell Jamie how my day went and what I worked on and, you know, if I printed anything or, you know, tell Jamie about you and the food truck and everything. So then we started keeping an eye out for, you know, if you were doing like downtown river jam or, things, right. you know, uh, art crawl, things like that, we'd, we'd keep an eye out. And I remember it was probably about six months later before we actually caught up with you. It was, uh, um, I think Josh Love was actually playing, it was when Josh Love first started playing music. It was like his first like kind of known gig around. Yep. And uh you and somebody else were uh were down there in the yeah. truck. <laughs> we're yeah. down there in the truck. For a second I was like, What? But and I, I got I, I got those nachos and I'm always I'm a I'm always a fan of barbecue nachos. Few people can really do them right. And uh, I was like, Yeah, I, I I was telling Jamie, I was like, Yeah, I don't know if you'd remember me or not, but I I I did that truck. That's the one I was telling you about. Yeah. And and you guys were slammed, and I didn't want to be like, "Hey, you, I did your truck," you know. And, yeah. But uh, from that point on, like, like I kept up, and then we eventually became friends on on the Facebook, and then that led to the band. Oh, you're getting old because you just said the Facebook. <clears throat> the Facebook. That's what I do too. Yeah. But you know, so many people do what you said. Like you're in the middle of something, and they put gas in your car or something one day, and and they'll stop you. There's 900 people in line, and they'll stop you. Do hey man, you remember me? I put gas in your car that day. Like right, and, and you right. didn't. And I remember that specifically. Like you didn't. You didn't walk up and stop and interrupt everything. And go hey, do you remember me? I put the stickers on. Like right. as to say, do something for me. You you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That was something else. Genuinely, that impressed me about you. Like you did your job. And you didn't walk up there and and pretend like you were some special something because so many people do that and it's very weird to me. Yeah, how people I, have yeah. no feelers; they don't feel the situation. You didn't do that, and that because I mean, obviously, Matt, we 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 were starting out like we. It, I, I couldn't remember, and especially toward the end of of the restaurant. There are so many people to this day that walk up to me and go, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, good to see you. And they walk I, off. I can and imagine. I go, yeah. I have no idea who that is. I, I can imagine but it. But I did remember you. I did. I just remember that conversation we yeah. had. So when I saw you, I was like, it was a genuine, you didn't have me stop. Right. I felt the need right. to stop. And plus, you guys were slammed. Yeah. You know? but, but I felt <laughs> the need to stop and go, oh, dude. I remember saying, Mary, this is the guy that did the truck. Yeah, that's, that's right. I yeah. forgot, yeah, I forgot about so that. And so it was a genuine, like, I like this guy a lot. So now that me and Rob have done making love on air, we, everybody can, you know, gag. And Ba-bam. Yeah. And now you got our backstory. Yeah. So, that nobody was asking for. About right, right. <laughs> People are sitting there going, I'm, they better get to something interesting or I'm going to turn it. Um, but 
you and I have experienced, and I mean that, uh, quite a bit together as friends. We've been, yes. uh, I mean, life has been up, just like anybody else. It's ups and downs and ups and downs. But uh, I, I can say that we've never, look at this, we've never wavered from our friendship we've always stuck together not yep. that you and i've ever had issues but nope. we've both just had life's issues and we've always been there for each other yep. that's what you do well, i mean it's so important that men i mean we can fuck with each other and do all the things you do that dudes do but at the end of the day man when you get a, a, a you, know, you get two or three men that you know you can count on that's like an army that is just unwavering right and it, it, it's a good feeling obviously you're you're definitely in that circle because i've been through a lot in the last few years as of you i, I mean but uh but it's good to have that that feeling of hey i know i can call this man and no matter what right he's gonna be there and there are times in life where i didn't really have that and, and that's I, an odd feeling i i'm right there with you you yeah, know it, it's great it's a great feeling to know that somebody has your back yeah. yeah, and somebody always told me one time, they said, if you want to know who your, your true friends are, you know, uh, I, I think, I was listening, maybe it was Grant Cardone or, or Gary Vinderchuk, I can't ever pronounce this, Vinderchuk or whatever. Anyway, and he said, and they said, you know, if you come into $17 million and you want to help your closest friends, you want to surprise them and do something for them, do not call them and go, hey, I get a million bucks. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw your way because I love you. Bubba. Call them and say, "Hey, I've got to move a piano, and I hate to say this, but I got to move it up a small flight of stairs and in a little room, etc." You know, can you help me? And wait for the ones that go, "Fuck, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna help you, but damn it, why don't you get us into like somebody that may bitch about it, but they're gonna be there." Yeah. You yeah. know, do that. Uh, that anybody can be there when you say, "Hey, I got you something." Right, I, you know. Right. Uh, so, not that I have seventeen million, I don't have anything. That sucks. We're fucked. Like, if you're waiting on me to give you seventeen million, <laughs> you're gonna be waiting a while. We're shit out of luck. Yeah. Uh, speaking of seventeen million, speaking of millionaires, so, um, so the other day, uh, the the media is just all in an uproar over over things that they should be really in an uproar about. You know, like. So Tiger Woods is on the golf course. Yes. And he hands a guy a tampon. And so t tell me, first off, do you golf? I've only golfed a little bit, and I'll tell you why. It's because I am such a perfectionist. I get that. I'm so well, anal. You're and, very competitive. Yeah, I'm, and I'm very competitive, and I know I'm very golf is the one thing I could – I could never perfect. You can't. I get don't it down. think I could ever practice enough to to be the be as good at it as I want to be. As you want to be, yeah. You know, I have you ever seen the movie Ten Cup? One of the greatest lines. Of, really, I know. Two of the greatest quotes ever come from that movie, and one is uh, I think it's Rene Russo's character, the doctor, says, "Golf and sex are the only two things you don't have to be good at to enjoy." And I believe that because I do have a blast doing both. The other thing, <laughs> the other line is uh, is when Roy is is talking to Romeo, the caddy, who's played by, beautifully by Cheech Marin uh, of Cheech and Chong. Yeah. And uh, 
he says it, it was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment or the moment defines you. And it's one of the greatest wow. quotes I've ever heard in my life. And I believe that to be true yes. with, with many aspects of life. But so he's playing golf. I've played golf. Um, we used to have this joke that, you know, you, you play from like the like. So there's the white tees and then the blue and then the senior tees, then the ladies tees and you know, whatever. OK, so if you're teeing off from the blue tees and you drive, you're 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 you're, you're driving no matter you know, par three or four, eight, whatever. All right. And oh. and you're on the tee box. And off the tee box, you hit the ball. And you don't get it past the ladies' tees, which is usually pretty close. But sometimes, depending on the hole, it may be 50, 60 yards right. up there. So then you got to play the hole with your dick out. <laughs> so it's just stupid have, shit like that. I have that, heard, right? yeah, I have heard of this right? So stipulation. So, can you imagine some of these media people playing with dudes and 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 when they're saying things like that? So Tiger outdrives a guy on a hole. Right? Yes. And I don't know what the guy said to him, whether it was joking, kidding, for real, like, damn, you know, you outdrove me, whatever. Tiger, I guess, reaches his pocket, his bag, or whatever, and hands him a tampon. Yes. And holy shit. To have to apologize for that. Yeah, that so that's but give me but don't Why worry would, but don't even worry about what I think necessarily. Tell me honestly, is that crass? Is it ridiculous? Is it just is that too masculine? Are we being ridiculous? Or what, what's your take? First, first off, yeah, we're being ridiculous that he has that he would have to apologize for that. It's not like he was he was really subtle about it. It was almost like when you uh, like when you're trying to get in an exclusive club and you shake hands with the doorman and you, you slide him a, a hundy bill, you know, right, to, to get right. you to get to skip in line. It was a lot like that. It just so happens, you know, high definition TV, high powered cameras caught exactly what it was. I had so many questions. I'm like, you know, cause tiger now is not the tiger that we once knew the greatest golfer of all time. Mm-hmm. Did he, did he wake up that day and was like, did he go to his, his, I don't think they're married yet, but his girlfriend or whatever she is, and, and like, did he ask for a tampon and, and tell her what he was going to do? Or did you say, well, you can't ask any questions. I just I just need one. Just trust me. Or did he sneak it? Did somebody give it to him when he wasn't driving so well? And he's like, oh, I'm going to pay this forward. And I'm going to, how how did that come about? How did he, how did he come in possession of that? And how long did he have to hold on to that before he's like, oh, I got it. I got him right here. I'm gonna get it. You know, it, right. it, it's like uh, it's like when you uh, when you come up with the greatest comeback to a joke or an insult in your head, and you just sit on it forever and ever and ever, and just hope that somebody makes a joke so you can right stab them with that comeback. It's very rare. It's like the George Costanza line, it, exactly, and Seinfeld, exactly the, the church door, church door. <laughs> Remember, he turns around to go. He calls another meeting. Just because he wants to use yes. that line, yes, you know, um, I, I, I love that that episode, too. and that's what I was thinking of when I was, when I was telling that, but, right? But yeah, how long did he did he sit on that? Yeah, because yeah. it makes me wonder. Do, it, I, and I don't know this. I don't know, but I I kind of feel like some of these golfers, maybe not all of, them, but I feel like a lot of them 
probably have one in their bag. Like they have something like that ready because that's what It could very well be a thing. Yeah. yeah. It could very well be a thing. Yeah. I had an uncle I played with all the time and, and he would, he would always say, God rest his soul, Uncle Bud. And he would always, it never failed. As we were get, as we met in the parking lot, we're getting our clubs out. He would always take his clubs out and he would look at me and he'd rub his hands up and down. And he goes, he'd go, these are my weapons. These are weapons of mass destruction. And he'd get a golf town. He's like, this is your crying towel. This is what bitches use when they get their ass beat. So I brought you an extra one. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> but he was just crazy. He didn't mean anything yeah. by it, yeah. you know, and, but how offensive he would be. But what, what bothered me, all right, and, and, and I don't know if this is going to piss people off. And Rob, we have been friends a long time. Nothing I say. Does Rob sit there and go, yep, I agree, just because I say it. He may totally go, no, I don't see it that way. Right. And you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings for telling me you don't see it that way. You know that. But yes, uh, uh, Sports Illustrated did an article. And, and, and the headline is Tiger Woods' tampon prank was no laughing matter. And then the subheadline below it said, everybody loves a joke. But a joke shouldn't energize sexism that has haunted women for generations. So, I have an issue with this. Yeah. All right? So, this is just me. I'll let you go first. All right. So, this doesn't mean what I'm saying Rob agrees with or disagrees with. I don't know. But this idea that women have been haunted with sexism for generations... So let, let me just say a couple things about that. So Mary and I, the other day, on our way to New Orleans to go see the, the blind guy, uh, Andre Bocelli. Andre Bocelli. Okay. So we're heading to New Orleans and we're listening to Andrea this. Andrea Yeah, Andrea Bocelli, yeah. So we're listening to this podcast about America's most evil couples, like men and women that were, you know, murderers and, as, as, you know, together they would lure people and do things, you know. Yeah. Wow. Here's what I noticed. Check that out. And my wife sitting there in the vehicle, who's a woman last time I checked. Okay. She has boobies and the other part. And the other part. That yeah. makes her a woman. Biologically. Right. That's right. That's the key word. That biologically right. She's listening. And before I could even say it, they're, they're through like uh, eight of, of 20 couples. And Mary reaches over and pauses it and says, you notice a pattern here that of the eight we've listened to thus far, six of them had women getting the death penalty or life in prison. But then later, their sentence was lessened because, you know, it was, it was turned out that, that the man made them do it. And she's like, nothing in that story in those stories that I ever gather that anybody made them do anything. <clears throat> they just did it. And yeah. then she gets to talking about, you know, this idea that women are just so oppressed. You know, if a woman gets pregnant today, she has the option. I don't want to hear, you can go somewhere and get an abortion. This is not political at all. I'm just giving uh, the point. You can get an abortion. If you don't want her to, you don't have a say so. If she wants to do that, she can do that. Right. Let's say mid-trip, she decides, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. You're going to pay child support. You don't have a say-so. you got to do that. There that are systems in place that will help her, that will give her yes. financial assistance, yes. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They will blackball your ass. 
Oh, yeah. If you say, hey, I, we talked. I told her I didn't want to be a dad. I just, you, know, you don't have a fucking say so. And then I hear, well, you know, it wasn't until 19, whatever, that women got to vote. Do you know why women didn't get to vote until that time? Because women didn't go to war. Women didn't fight on the front lines of things. That's why. That's the only reason why. Should they have? Yeah. Okay, fine. But I could argue today, I could argue today that no sex or race is oppressed. They're not. But if we had to make the argument, had to, that one sex, race, orientate, whatever, men are more fucking oppressed than women today. We can't say shit. The game is certainly skewed in a woman's favor. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. And there's still, not all of them, obviously, no. But a lot of women are still bitching. Like, Jordan Peterson put it best, talking about uh, women, well, I, they need salaries as much as men in this, that, hold up. They never talk about rigging, crane operators, bricklayers, carpenters. How come y'all don't want equality there? Like, you never talk about that. You're yeah. always talking about the CEO positions, the positions of power. You, it, those you it is there. It, the equality is there in those positions. I will never believe that it's not. But I, I just don't. I, I I just don't feel this this uh, sexism that's haunted women for generations. I just think it's. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous statement for Sports Illustrated to make. Yeah, when, I know that's you, a strong. When, when you when you read that headline or whatever off, I was just like, "Is that a serious article or is it is it a parody? Like, are they? If something tells me that's not a parody, like they really no, believe. no, it really is, man. It, it um, <clears throat> and it talks about jokes can somebody de- that that the jokes can sometimes be tasteless, offensive, racist, and sexist. There's not an article written today. I believe that doesn't have the word racism in it somewhere, but anyway, that's just, um, almost anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's ridiculous. I think when you start when, when, and I think that's what's happening is the damning down of, 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 of men in this country. You, we, it, you're, you're, it, this is what happens. Uh, what do they say? Tough times make strong men. Strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. Yes. And we have, by all intents and purposes, we have a weak group of men in this country. Yeah. And a this is not political. Right. Yeah. This is not political. Yeah. It's just, if Tiger Woods handing a dude a tampon is all of a sudden this horribly sexist, offensive joke... It, all the shit we have to talk about, that's what we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to focus on, yeah. Most women that I that I know personally say and do far worse things to each other that they sure as hell wouldn't hey, have been out of shape hey, about. knuckle up right here. They bring each other down. So Not all of them, but you're right. I've heard women... You ever been somewhere and heard a woman talk about another woman that walks in like I have, like literally? Look yeah. at her. Look at her wearing that. Why yeah. would she wear that? She needs to get a fucking mirror. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But if we were to say that and we're yeah. heard saying that, Jesus Christ. You know. Oh uh, yeah, holy uh, moly. But women are extremely. But it's, it's, 
I don't, I'm not trying to stereotype or anything no, like that. No, of but course it, not. It, it's You're not of, generalizing. It's kind of gen, there. You go generalizing. I was I was going to say stereotyping, but gen, right. generalizing. Yeah, was yeah. The, was the term I was looking for. That that's kind of accepted practice amongst women that they're gonna that they're gonna critique outfits, hairstyles, makeup, something like that. You know, it, it's it's and you talk about men trying to build up men same time women could really stand to build up other women mm-hmm. that that seems to me more like the demographic that doesn't you know that doesn't try to support each other and i could be wrong i, I could face all kinds of hell when people come back and listen well, to this and go, we're it, totally wrong and i'll tell you why rob but well first of all i don't think you're wrong i think there are situations of it i mean there are six there are individual situations of sexism all the time yes yes yeah individual instances of racism all the time but to say that the system is sexist, racist, and set up for this demographic that is ridiculous because it's not at all. And and I hate to use a comedian, but my wife and I were sitting there one day on a day off watching Bill Burr's newest stand-up live at Red Rocks. Have you seen I that? I need to watch that. Holy yeah. crap. I love Bill Burr. When he says what he does about women basketball, you know, he's like, you know, this, this, a man is sitting on the, the, the panel with these women and they're, and you know, somebody says something about women not making as much money as, as men. Uh, he has to sit there and he's got a look on his face like, Oh, I don't know. He's got to sit there and make it look like he doesn't know why. And he said, the man is just sitting there. Huh? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I wonder why that is. And he said, because you're not supporting other women. We have our shit. You support the Falcons. I support the Bengals. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, women, where are y'all at? Go to your fucking women's basketball games then. Go to these events. You don't go to them to support them. Yeah. You don't. So when an arena of 52,000 sells 1,500 tickets, the promoter lost his ass. Yeah. You don't bring in the revenue that men do. And it's Amen. not because yeah. we're sexist. We have our sport. You're telling me now that it's my fault because I don't go to women's games. I'm the reason they're not doing well. You don't go to them. Right. I, yeah. He made a point like, name five WNBA players. Do you want me to name them right now? Or? No, can you? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. I think that's fucking <laughs> no. This is brilliant. Can you really name five? Yeah, name five. Sue Bird, Brittany Griner, uh, Elena Deladon. Okay. Um, Hell, just the fact that you can name three, and we all know Brittany Griner, of course, because of other things. Diana yeah. Taurasi. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, the girl from Tennessee. Uh, See, I don't know. Candace Parker. Candace Parker. Okay. I bet you. I'll go tomorrow, and I'll record, and I'm serious. I'll ask 50 women, can you name, name me three? Name me three NBA players, WNBA players. Well, I, I'm afraid they they're going to know Brittany Griner because maybe. The, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I bet if I say three, I bet I ask 50 women, and I would be shocked if any of them can name me three. So you really just proved my, not my point, his point even more, and that's, we know more, you yeah. know more athletes yeah. in the yeah. WNBA than 99.9% yeah. of women do. You're not supporting women. Now, if we want to go historically, I could probably name you 20 WNBA players. See, that's that's insane. Now, I know Lisa, Lisa <laughs> Leslie. Lisa Leslie. 
um, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper. Um, Cheryl Miller never played in the WNBA, but she's probably the greatest women's player ever. Um, so you're saying greatest women's basketball player ever? Greatest wow. women's okay. basketball player okay. ever. Right. Um, yeah, there's rumors that she could beat Reggie Miller one-on-one when Reggie Miller was at UCLA. Wow. Yeah. Reggie Miller's her brother for people who don't know. If so, that's impressive. Yeah. Because he's a bad man. I think she scored 100 in a game for Holy USC. Holy Yeah. Yeah, she was like the Wilt Chamberlain of her. But by the time the WNBA well, came along, she was oh, – Okay, so she, she didn't go pro because it was before there was a pro yeah, yeah, I think, league. To, okay. Yeah, I think she was in college like 83, 84, and WNBA started in 97. I, I heard a guy one day not long ago – it's funny you're saying this. Uh, we were talking, uh, uh, and it was five or six dudes in the room, and you know we're talking about football season and started back up, and you know all this different stuff. And uh, one of the guys says, "Yeah, I, I don't watch football. Yeah, I definitely don't watch baseball, and I ain't watching NASCAR going left." You know, he said, "My favorite sport to watch is women's college basketball." I've never heard another human <laughs> being utter those words. You know, my dad will. My dad and my late stepmom would watch the shit out of it. Okay. Like, for, all right, I mentioned earlier that before I got into the graphics thing, I was a coach. So I coached AAU basketball in Arkansas for eight, for seven, 98, oh, six seasons. Okay. And where was I going with this story? So I can, <laughs> so I, well, we were talking about. Uh, your your parents that my, watching. yeah they they would watch they would watch the shit out of it right they they loved it they kept up with it I I watch I coached basketball at a at a decent level you know I I coached a, a young man by the name of Jeremy Evans who once won the NBA slam dunk contest in 2012 uh, played for Western Kentucky um he he's like the one kid that I coached that really went on and 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 did something but my point is is that I would you know. When I watch college basketball, and I'm not I'm not trying to insult women or anything like that. I can I can say this about men, and I will in just a second. But it is some of the ugliest. Like I see wide open layups just get bricked. Right. Some of the wor- like some of the worst bricks on foul shots and stuff like that. And and I'm think you know my thought is, and I know this is sexist as hell. Well, wait, and a I'm second, sorry, wait a second. But- it's not sexist if it's true. There's but, two different things. But I watched that, and I'm like, the these teams that are these Division One SEC teams, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could take like my 2002 team, and play these girls, and we would probably beat them. Right. And these are all girls who were the best high school player at their high school when they were in high school. So, see, I don't think that's sexist. I think you're just but saying, it, 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 man. It is kind of an ugly the thought The competition is way, not you know? good. Yeah. Yeah, but, you're, but also, you're well, not, not going out. I'm not saying we're going to line up and beat UConn or anything. No, no, you know, no, but, no. but you're not also going to social media going, Jesus, they're trash. Oh, my God, these women are trash. You're in this conversation now pointing that out. Yeah. You don't go out and promote it and hold up signs and say things like that. I don't think that's wrong to have that opinion at all. But on the same but, on the same token, the last couple of years I'll find myself wandering through ESPN Plus on a Tuesday night, and I'll stumble upon a Wagner versus American University game, right? Or 
you know, a Horizon League game or something like that, and mm-hmm. see some of the god awfulest work. And these are men who are on scholarship. One hundred percent. Some of the worst god awful basketball. 100%. And I'm like, I know the game is not devolved to the point where these kids, like, this is not where the like. There's a reason like this. These kids are, these young men are going to a school, and. Playing their games are on ESPN Plus because they're not nationally televised, and they're in like a three thousand seat gym versus you know Cameron Indoor Arena, and they're kicking ball, you know, kicking a basketball out of bounds, dribbling off their foot or something. You know, there there's a reason from that versus you know top notch ACC Duke North Carolina matchups or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching that and I'm like, I feel like I feel like I coached a, a better brand of basketball than what I'm seeing out of this. Right. You know. No, 100%. So I say that conversely to mean like I'm not I'm not saying that just negative against women. I'm saying that I also see the same thing out of men. No. And I'm like I'm and it's not a coaching issue. It's just like and 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 look, I was extremely blessed. Did your chair just fall? It did. My leg hit oh, that thing. <laughs> oh man. So you Kevo's know. chair just sunk about 2 feet. <laughs> In a split second. Well, when you're five foot four and you're sitting in one of these high back chairs, you know, it feels so good. Then when you hit that lever and all of a sudden you can't see over the table, it's a weird feeling. So I said all of that to say that college women's basketball for a guy who has a background coaching and playing basketball is a tough watch. It is a tough Tough as fuck watch on TV. But the thing is, is that's not (laughs) sexist. But wouldn't you say that there are men's universities that you've sat and watched? Like, obviously, you're a big Hogs fan. Yes, I'm currently wearing a Razorback shirt. You have sat and watched Arkansas play other teams that you go, good God, it's tough to watch this team play. Because yes. they're so bad. Yes. So it's yeah. nobody's saying that there aren't yeah. terrible men teams at all. It's, I, I literally just said yeah, that there are. It's, see, that's my problem with a lot of conversations is that whole whataboutism. Like when you, when you, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't, uh, I love, you know, somebody to say, I love horror movies, you know. Yeah, but, but I like action movies. Okay, that's okay. that's wonderful. You but, can like your yeah, yeah but movie. let's. I wanted to talk for a second about horror movies. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to like. You can't have conversations about things with some people unless they get the opportunity to to throw another. Some, I mean, it's it. So to my point, there's an article, and I won't tell you who it's by. It's called Oh Well Marie Claire. I mean, which is you know God. The women's magazine, yeah. So oh, you know, man. you know, it's completely unbiased, and, and of course, I'm okay? sure. All right, this was written I'm sure it's uh, probably right. Of course, this was written uh, November eighth, twenty twenty two. So a few months ago, okay. Okay. All right. That was uh, November eighth. That yeah. was my nephew Jared's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Jared! Thanks. Uh, it, he is currently in South Korea. He is an officer in the in the army. Dude, yeah, th- Jared, thank you yeah, for your service, awesome. brother. Yeah, we that, always praying for our men and women in thirty eighth birthday. Dude, yeah, that's pretty freaking yeah. awesome, man. Seriously, I'm proud, I'm proud as hell of him. So. You should be, dude. That's amazing. <clears throat> our men and women in uniform are are just those women we don't talk about enough. That's men and women. We don't focus on enough. There are men and women in uniform. So, Amen. but uh, thirty-five women, thirty-five ways women are still still aren't equal to men. Now I'm not going to read you all thirty-five. Okay, 
But this is how ridiculous this okay. gets. All right. Hit me with some ridiculous. All right. I'm going to hit you right so now. All right. Here we go. Hit it. Um, wait, wait. Uh, did the hang on. It, my screen went blank, Rob. Man. Look. It's a conspiracy. It did. What the hell happened? My screen went blank. Okay. They're, Sorry. Li- they're listening to us right I now. I know. They're like, you don't, you ain't reading this shit. We're not even about. live on the air. Right. Yeah, they're, right. They can hear us. They don't. Everybody's listening. We're probably going to edit this part out so this goes a lot more seamlessly. <laughs> and my my meandering conversation about women's basketball. No, no, dude. That's what, okay. <laughs> Women are more likely to be injured in car crashes. Hold up a fucking minute. Uh, so I want to okay. talk about that. How I, in the world is that even in a list of... Women are still disadvantaged because of these things. How is women are more likely to be injured in car crashes even on the list? Like, what? whose fault is that? Like, what, what do you want me to do? All right. Women are far, I'm, far I'm more like, likely to be victims I'm, I'm, of human trafficking. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that kind of goes without saying but, but first it, off, it's you're, awful it's gone awful you're, i'm not you're, trying to uh, make light no, of that you're a all. disgusting degenerate if you partake in help plan or have anything to do with human trafficking you should die you right. should die right i'm just saying i know that's men doing that it's evil disgusting men yes that doesn't make the whole world sexist and evil I mean, right. Why is that even on the that, list? That's an ugly subculture of the world. It exists in the world, but it's not. Again, women not, overall are at a greater risk of rape and domestic violence. I know that. Like, I understand that. Yeah. Again, I, I think that goes without saying. Um, women and girls face more chronic hunger. Men are more likely, there are far majority of more men that are homeless. So I, I disagree with yeah. that 100%. Um, uh, yet female pain and medical issues are not taken as seriously as they are for men. So I'm going to say, here's my argument. here: We have to stop making gender a quote-unquote non-issue. I believe in 50 years from now, if you die tomorrow, I die tomorrow. 50 years from now, they exhume our body for research. What's the first fucking thing they're going to find out? They're going to look at our bone structure. To see if you're what? only going to be skeletons. To see if you're what? To see if you're male or female. That's the only two options, guys. Because yeah. for medical purposes, that's the way this system has been set up. That's the way it's got to continue. Like, it's not me being an asshole. But, like, that shouldn't be on there at all. Um, women experience medical side effects due to disproportionate degree because drugs are designed for male bodies. Huh? Yep. Yep. I, I, I can, okay, I can sort of see, like, if Me- your test subjects are typically male and dosages are typically how am I trying to say this? Like, if your test subjects of a experimental drug are male, and you align your dosage to a male, I can kinda. But still, that's not something to be outraged about. Yeah, I mean, sign up more women for the study. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 such a but the, but <laughs> be the, proactive, people. But the women are in more car wrecks that like 
that's why is, I mean there's what? a there's a joke to be made there about well, yeah, because how I'll, terrible women I'll are say it right typically just, as drivers. Yeah, people not say not on uh, the whole. No. Not on the whole. Right. Danica Patrick was a pretty right. good driver. Right, right. I but, guess and I've never rode in a car with her, but But most people would say that are realist. If I brought my wife in and put her on that mic right there, she would one hundred percent look me in the eye and say that most not all most women that she knows, they are extremely emotional. They 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 get they 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 wig out quickly. We've had this conversation. Like I didn't say all, I said most. Yeah. Um we we, we was talking one day, we were talking about the group of friends that she had in high school, and she had made the comment before, like, thank God this was her, not me. She said, thank God I was there because this one was like this and this one was like this. This was like this. This one's like this. So you get them four all wigging out. Somebody had to be the calm one and go, hey, would y'all shut the fuck up for a second? Calm down. She was like, literally, she said to me, it's almost a statistic by itself there. Like one in five women are going to be in crisis is going to be calm. Not panic, but now that's her saying that as a joke. Right. But, but I mean, the, the idea that, how is it our fault? Like, if you're going to give me 35 ways that women are are not equal to men, they need to be ways that you're saying we're at fault for. How the fuck am I at fault right. for women getting hurt in car crashes? Yeah, how is that a man? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that's just, that one. You're just going off statistics. Yeah, I mean, statistically, women are in, I guess, higher accident rates and, than men. And statistics are not racist, and they're not sexable. What, what word am I trying to use? Racist sexist. and sexist. They're not. They're just statistics. Right. Okay. It's Look, just I, data. I don't like being five foot four, and I do believe that if someone says to me, "How tall are you?" and I say five four, and they go, "Hmm, you're." You're definitely on the shorter than average size of most men. And I would go. I would go. Yep, that is one hundred percent a fact. Yes. Now, there is a way that you can become completely rude about it. Yes. If you just keep going, boy, you're short. Boy, you're a midget. Boy, you're little. Boy, you're. That's being rude. Yes. But if I read a stat, if I look at me, if somebody looks at me, asks me how tall I am, and go, okay. You're definitely, or, or they ain't even got to ask me how tall I am. They can look at me and go, you are definitely on the shorter side, uh, shorter than average side of men. Yes. That's not a, I'm not offended by that. All right. Yeah. It, it turns into an asshole when, have you ever had somebody walk up to you and never met you? You have no clue who this person is. And at random, walk up to you and go, damn, man, you're short. Can you see over that bar? Like. Who starts a conversation like that? But yeah. people do it, you know. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, so, man. but no, no, but I, I don't, I don't get offended at all these assholes. Some days I let it go. Some days, if if something I else is done, piss me off. They caught you at the wrong time. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Yeah. You're like, hey, uh, it's not offensive. It's just you're an asshole. That's that's not. But but yeah, the women thing, the the card thing. I just Jesus Christ, man. Speaking of. Back to the the evil couples thing. Okay. Okay. 
Circling back. Yeah, circle. Sorry about that. But we, but we started talking about that. We started talking. Mary said, have you noticed six of the eight stories we've listened to, and there were going to be 15 couples. All these women are, are sentenced to death. But the, the, the sentencing was later reduced. Two of them were sentenced to death, later had sentences reduced, and were able to be released on parole. Now, tell me wow. when that's ever, when, when is that ever going to happen that you know of with a man and woman couple getting arrested for murder, like both of them yeah. together out doing shit, murdering people, luring them in together. It's never the other way. Well, the man was, his sentence was reduced because the woman was the driving force behind yeah. this and she forced him to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just very odd that, that that would happen but of the couples that weren't in there do you remember the movie donna from that 70s show laura, remember laura prepon okay yeah is that how you say it? i, I don't I've heard know pronounced prepon and i've heard prep on prepping okay yeah I, laura right. so we'll call her laura yeah redhead gal so she was in a movie it was a true story about a couple that would lure in women and they would drug them, and they would both have this, you know, sexual time with them, and then kill them. And I'm going to Google it while, while, while you're talking, while I'm giving you this, this. but it was called Carla. Right? And it was a okay. true story. And for some reason, they weren't in that, that group. But uh, have you ever heard... Uh, of that movie, Carla, or that I've, story, or that I couple, or anything. I haven't, and so, I, I I decently know like other stuff she's been in, other than that '70s show. I've never heard of that. I so, don't think. Maybe if I saw a movie poster or like a, a trailer or something, I might recall seeing seeing like a clip of it on TV or something. So that's what I was wondering myself. But <clears throat> so here's the 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 <clears throat> movie the the movie poster does that look yeah, familiar see, to you that, or anything that doesn't ring a bell either okay so the synopsis in this film based on actual events carla homolka laura 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 and paul bernardo played by misha collins seem like a typical suburban couple that is until paul is implicated in a series of disturbing killings it turns out carla married paul knowing he had raped and killed several girls including her own sister um, as the evidence mounts against Paul, Carla is questioned by Dr. Arnold, Dr. Arnold, played by some guy, about her level of involvement in the murders. So, does that sound any way familiar to you? Nothing? You don't remember anything about it? No, I guess not. Okay. So, you watch that movie. And, okay. and it's, again, I understand the mental makeup that some men and women can have over the other person i know i mean right i I get that they could control people just mentally and physically etc but this was she was just as evil as he was yeah and i just thought it was interesting they weren't even in that 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 uh, group of couples but the fact that six of the eight we had listened to it always went back to well they gave her less sentence because it was mostly him that was the driving force, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. I just find that crazy. 
in and of itself. So that got that conversation started uh, about. So you know how it is. Conversations start and you start going down wormholes. Yes. So somehow we got on this. I know this is crazy. Somehow we got on the subject of Jeffrey Dahmer. All right. Okay. Do you know the? Oh my God, Hawkeye. Uh, Renner. Did you know Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Renner played Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Whole, if I did know that, I forgot it. Lee, shit. Go and find Jeremy Renner's uh, uh, role. I can't remember the name of the movie. I'll find it second. It may, it may actually just be Dahmer, actually. Dude, it's one of the most untalked about movie performances and roles I've ever... I don't know how. Was this before he was in Hurt Locker? Like, was this prior yes. to... Okay. Yeah. This was probably really early in his career then. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm fixing to find out now. Um, but it was... I, I don't know how more people have not over the years talked about that. But when we talk about whether it be men, women, serial killers, is I, I want to be I want to be careful how I word this. Who is the one that you felt like you've been most intrigued with? That's the one that you've just studied, or 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 that's been the the one that's kind of drew you in the most. The one right off the top of my head is Zodiac. Zodiac Killer. Now, was he hasn't been? That's the one that hasn't he been. He was never. He was never positively okay. Uh, positively identified. No. Um. A, a lot of people. In fact, there's a couple books written about it. I uh, think he was a guy named Arthur Lee Allen. Arthur Lee Allen. Yeah. Okay. Don't know who that um, is. He died of a heart. They were actually going to arrest him, I believe. Or or they were going to question him further and he died of a heart attack and they believe that, you know, it was possibly um, stress-related from the fact that he was about to be found out. Really? Um, But then other things in the last few years, some other things, I don't know if they've discovered recently or whatever, now they're starting to point away from it possibly being Arthur Lee Allen. Mm -hmm. There's also a belief that Zodiac might have been two people. It might have been somebody who started the killings uh, then a copycat. Okay, started. so not two people that knew of each other, but somebody who kind of took the mantle up. Okay, yeah. so they weren't necessarily working together, right? Okay, right. Okay, somebody who. Uh, no, I did not know that. Somebody who heard the reports, and a lot of that is because they're of the two different. You know, like we talked about the Del the Delphi suspect. There was two completely different police sketches. Yes, still um, gets me to this day how they went. So this one has. There's two different police sketches there and two different descriptions uh, from people who actually survived. Right. What Who they believe was the Zodiac. Um, the guy who, one, one of his first would-be victims who actually survived being stabbed. Right. Um, identified, I don't think he saw his face. I'm trying to... I haven't I haven't looked at this one, but man, yeah. I, I've gone through so many things about that over the last fifteen years or so. But um, I can't. I, I think maybe they played an audio recording of the guy, which okay. is Arthur Lee Allen, 
and he he pinpointed his voice and he said yes this is and this was many years later and he said yeah this is this is definitely the voice that I heard mm-hmm. um as I was being stabbed oh and then when well, to they be able go to... to get him he had had a heart attack and they 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 weren't they weren't able to apprehend him so to be able to remember <clears throat> I, and again <clears throat> I haven't been in that situation right. I don't know how my memory would play that. You know, somebody saying things to me as I'm being stabbed, like, I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I bet some people never forget the sound and dictation and tone of voice. And I bet some are like, I, I don't even remember what they sounded like. I was more yeah. focused on the yeah. fact that I was, yeah. you know, um, I can't imagine living with with that kind of situation and nobody Nobody coming to, to to accountability, being held accountable right. for things like that, and, right. and the Delphi thing, I'm still so thrown off by it. Like some days, I think they got their guy, and then some days I'm like, I'm, how did one guy do all that? Go to the police and say, hey. I just want to let y'all know I was in the area that day that y'all yeah. and nobody vet him. Yeah. How is that? How does that happen? Yeah. Lazy police work. I mean, I know that's the simple answer and it, it's a lot more complex than that, but yeah, if it, that's your children, I mean, how, how mad, like I don't blame a parent if, if, if they hear that, and next morning or that afternoon, there's parents up there at that police station raising all kinds of like. I get it. I I don't know how I would handle that either. Yeah, yeah, that's extremely scary to think. Um, you ever heard of a serial killer named Israel Keys? Yes, he's one that. Yeah, I don't understand, man. You know the girl that he abducted at the coffee shop. Yeah, in the last. Yeah, and, and through the window and right, yeah. and then the the the. The picture, the picture where he, he took off. Yeah, so those who aren't please, from, yeah, there those you who aren't familiar, uh, Israel Keys, he had a, uh, um, he had ab- abducted a girl, kidnapped a girl at gunpoint, um, from a little kiosk type coffee shop, like a little metal building, yeah, shop. Okay. yeah, where he actually crawled through the, I guess, drive-through window or the service window, crawled through there, held her at gunpoint, kidnapped her, brought her back to his house. Uh, held her hostage in his shop for several days. While while who was in the other house? Who was in the main house? While his wife and I believe how many kids they had? had kids. A ten year old daughter. Yeah, I knew. That, yeah, I knew they had at least a kid. I can't Is, remember if it was plural or not. And just she was getting ready to go on a cruise mm-hmm. with her dad. Yeah. They were go. I mean, like yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. So uh, so he has her uh, held captive in his shop. Um, obviously there's police reports and everything people are looking for. He knows that people are looking for, um, and he starts kind of, while she's still alive, he starts toying with police and everything. Um, I can't remember if he was, was he claiming to hold her for ransom? Yeah. He sent a picture of her. Yeah. Yeah. To her dad. Yes. So. Like I'm still alive here. Yeah, I am, so with a newspaper. Yeah, so there was a proof. So he wanted to send a proof of life photo of her to her dad uh, to show, hey, she's still alive, and she was holding up. She was posed with a uh, with a newspaper to show the date 
how that it was current. Um, they saw the photo. They're like, okay. Actually, in the photo, it was determined later uh, she was deceased. Um, she was posed in a way he he went he he went to the trouble where he he actually uh, I believe he actually put makeup on her to uh, to kind of cover up like the discoloration because she she had been dead for I don't know a day or two at least at that point. Um, so yeah, that that kind of brings you into the mind of this guy that that he actually that he actually framed and posed uh, a woman's dead body and sent it to her parents a photo as yes she's still alive she's still very much alive and it doesn't get much sicker than that and her eyes are open she yeah. stitched her eyes yeah, open yeah yeah and he uh he manipulated the photo in a way to make it kind of grainy so that you know, not a lot of detail can be seen. You know, like, like what you would use a, a, a Snapchat filter now was kind of like what he did to kind of improve the quality of the photo so it'd be more passable. And then, right. and then, while her body is there in the shop, he and his wife and his kid they take off and go on a cruise. Good. They, I think they fly down to New Orleans. Down to New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Board a cruise. Yeah. While her, while her body. Is is still locked up in the shop, rolled up in some carpet. Yeah. He had, yeah. How insane is that? Now they believe that he uh, through through different questioning and everything. They they believe that he was quite prolific um, in his in his killing spree. He they had not, what was it? What did he have all over the country? Murder Ki- murder kits. Murder is kits. What he that's called it. it. Damn, um, I keep hitting that damn thing. Like Rob. A, dang, that was like, <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> I don't know what that Sorry, was. I'll try Kevin, to edit that Kevin out. Kevin just elbowed the the Other microphone mic. stand. Sorry. But uh, yeah, so he would keep these murder kits buried at various points across the country, and he was really transient. Really trans. Despite the fact that he was married and had a kid, he traveled a lot, and he kept these kits around so that if he got a, a murderous urge he would he would go to where he had one buried um i don't know if they all contained guns or not but they all had like the usual things like rope duct tape right um things to incapacitate somebody i'm sure there was a knife in in there sure like a razor i, was, I saw a list of some stuff but yeah yeah right yeah he would he kept these at various parts all over the country um so that wherever he traveled um like i say if, if the murderous urge hit him then he would he would have access imagine that kind of a sick sadistic mind where you go you know what i'm i'm only 200 miles from a murder kit you know i feel like today is a good day to just fucking ruin a life and then a series of lives around that life yeah and it's it's like I, i saw a documentary the other day where a guy said something and he said, you know, like people that are sexually attracted to children, they are wound in such a way that I don't believe they can be unwound. And I thought that was so brilliantly said. Like, I, I yeah, agree. I, I don't think I you agree. can be rehabilitated. Yeah, I don't think if so. If you have a sexual attraction to yeah. children, there's yeah. no rehabilitation. If you're killing women and planting murder kits and sewing their eyes open and all these things, I don't think there's no fucking. Hope yeah, for you're you. you're at you're a whole dying. other level of yeah. humanity that that you're you're not you're not human anymore. Yeah, and and <clears throat> and I you know 
and the idea that he killed himself. And again, I know. Yeah, that's that's the, the cowardice. In so that. for those that don't know, he he hung himself in his jail cell before they got all the information. They do know that he snuck up on and killed an arrow. Elderly couple in their home. Oh, that's right. I'd forgot. Yep. Um, I forgot. I can't remember where that one occurred. Um, but he cut their outside phone line, uh, so they couldn't call call out. Nobody could get to them. It it was it was pretty heinous as well. And I don't He's think a they. Sick man. I was. don't think they pinned that on him until he just straight up admitted it. Uh, in the interrogation, in the, right? In their interrogation, yeah. right? Which that's what led them to believe that there was probably many more. You know, that it, we'll never know about. It, it made me think. There's a documentary on Hulu right now called um, "Still Missing Morgan." Have you seen that? I have not. I know Sounds how really you, interesting. I right? know um, you and I are, and when I say into, obviously we don't mean that in that way. We just you and I get we we just we get enamored by some of these true crime stories, and, and they begin to come this weird obsession. Yeah, and Morgan is becoming a very odd obsession with me. That when I, again, when I say odd, I mean like like I'm checking daily to see if the but this little girl goes missing. Um, you know, at the ballpark, you've seen it. You parents listening, you've done it. Where you look at your child and you go, "Okay, y'all gonna play right over there, right?" Okay, you watch her go over there. There's a sand pile, you know. And you watch them, especially at ballparks, red clay pile where they're going to be, you know, redoing infields and stuff. You know, you want, you're watching your child on this pile. You turn back, you look at the game, you watch an out or two, you turn back, she's gone. So it's so interesting you brought that up because something right before Christmas time, I saw, I witnessed it with my own eyes and I, and I, I made a mental note of, in fact, I made a note of it in my phone where I keep up with like, my little notes section on my phone where I keep up with like things I want to rant on in the yeah, future. Yeah. I made a note about it. If you don't mind, I'll I will re- I will read the note, which is kind of shorthand, and then I'll I'll please go do yeah. Um, real quickly, bear with me. No, while while you're finding it, I, I want to say these are the little things that I think I do as well. If you went to my notes section and I handed it to you, you'd probably look and go. Jesus, it's a lot like mine. It's just random thoughts at times. Mine's like. Yeah, let me see what this is. Go ahead. What is this? So, uh, all right. So this is in my shorthand here. Okay. I lost it again because I just had to show you Oh, shit. Um, All right, so while you're looking. Okay, you got it? Yeah. Okay. Mom not paying attention, loses kid in Hobby Lobby. So I was going to write out this whole thing but now i can talk about it and it's a takeoff of exactly what you said so um after work one evening right before christmas i was going in hobby lobby because i had to had to get a shirt or two i think to make and uh as i'm walking in there's a family that looks like a mom a grandmother maybe an aunt or something there's there's three there's at least three possibly four adults and another older child and then a little boy Who's probably seven or eight, and if you're if you're familiar with Hobby Lobby uh, here in West Monroe, if you're looking at the front of the building, they have the double exits or entrances. There's the there's the big glass doors, but there's a brick column uh, in between the glass, right? Right. And so as the adults, as they're all walking in, uh, the mother and I guess the grandmother are conversing with each other, right? 
and the little boy is walking behind them. The little boy stops right in that brick area between the two doors. And he tells him, hang on, Mom, I got to tie my shoe. And he says again, hang on, Mom, I got to tie my shoe. She's not even paying attention. She's talking, she's talking to her mom. And they continue walking. And I made a mental note. I look at this little boy and I'm like, I'm going to keep my eye on this little boy because the parents aren't paying attention. And he says it again, Mom, I need to tie my shoe. Hold up. And he literally like puts his back up against that brick column so he can bend over and get support to tie his shoe. And wow, they keep on walking into the store. They're talking, and it. I'm not blaming the parents because no, so you're just o- saying how easy it can. Yeah, yes. so often yes. it's so easy. You you're in the middle of something, and your you know your kid or your grandkid is just talking, rattling right. off stuff, you're, and you're, you you subconsciously tune them out. You're hearing it, but you're not. Yeah, and he told his mom three times, "I got to tie my shoe." Hey, hold up, I got to tie my shoe. Don't, don't run off and leave me. And he's in between. He's in between these. This br- these doors behind the brick column. They walk on in. I keep my eye on him as, for as long as I can, but I keep walking as well. As I'm walking in the door, I hear him say again, hey, wait, I got to tie my shoe. So I walk in. I walk past them because they stopped to get a buggy. I'm still keeping my eye on the situation. And then the mom realizes, oh, my God, my son's not here. I haven't been as focused yeah. as maybe I should have been. And then... She looks around because he's behind those bricks. Wow. She can't see him. Oh my god! And then he come. Then he comes out. You know, he he comes out and then comes into the doorway, and there's like this huge relief. And she's like, "What were you doing?" He's like, "I told you I had to tie my shoe." And and so when I see that he's okay, you know, I continue walking and go get what I need. But immediately, now, honestly, I think this is how it happens. Wasn't this is, that relief to you when you finally saw? Okay. Mom spots him now. She, I mean, that probably had to be relief on you. Yeah, like, please, mom. because literally, mom, in, please look in at my him. mind, I'm thinking, oh my god, please don't let this, please don't let me be witness to some young young man get yeah, get snatched. If you walk up, and because go, hey, this is exactly how it can happen, right? If if you walk up and go, hey, mom, he's saying he's got to tie a shoe, and you're not listening. You're going to get a what for? I almost did. You know, I almost did that. Yeah. You know, because I, I walked right past them and I noticed they still weren't. And I could still hear him that last time, even though I couldn't see him. And I almost got their attention. And I don't know why I didn't. I didn't want to be, I guess, because I didn't want to be that guy. God forbid. What if something would have happened to him? And I hadn't been that guy, though. Dude. You know? Uh, yeah. But now, obviously, because you're a caring person, you think that way. And I would feel the same way. Like if I see him later on TV and he's missing, holy, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Yeah, uh, but, but it's because you time, care. Don't tell me how to parent, or you, you know. That's what I was. Mind your own damn business. What do you mean? You don't think I heard him? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I didn't and that know. very I, well could have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very sticky place to be in as a right. as a, as a, right. just a citizen, because you know somebody. Is gonna react that way, right? That I don't tell me what. That's exactly right. But yeah, I, I remember being at uh, at Caroli Park one time, and I had my grandson Nash, and uh, where I'm talking to a lady, and I turn, I turn and look, I see Nash. I, I'm literally turning back to the lady, and I could have counted to five. I mean, I'm not joking, five. And my head's going back that way, and he wasn't in that spot. 
and because of all mm. the true crime, yeah. all the stuff yeah. I watch, I didn't even give it a second to pan the area. When I didn't see him, I went straight to Nash, Nash, and me walking real fast. And man, I'm heading over that way. Like I feel myself sweating. He was just six foot over to the left. But man, for a second, I just panicked. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah. And I'm later, I was like, God, that was embarrassing. But then I thought to myself, eh, oh well. I, yeah. I would much rather that. Than me just um I'll find him in a minute you know right. I, I yeah you'd much rather be that grandparent than yeah. yeah and and you know I'm glad I don't know this but what goes through a fucking degenerate's mind when they think let me take this child from their existence yeah from their 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 livelihood. And completely just ruin the world of these people. That let them not have any closure. Hopefully, they will not find this child. Yeah. To do whatever they do to these children, assault them, or just obviously in odd cases where these people, these children are found 20, 25 years later, and they were just told they're just new life and new. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. who? See, that's another person. That even if you don't assault these children, you're wound in a way that can't be undone. This is right. horrific. And I don't understand the minds of these people. And I'm, I'm glad I don't. Right. But th- this is, how is it that in a day, I, I do believe, and, 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 and while, while you answer this question best you can, uh, how is it? We live in a in a world where so many children can go missing, and we don't have enough people to look for them. Like we don't yeah. have the fo- yeah. Holy crap, man! I, I I don't understand it. I don't. You've got two people that you've talked about from your graduating class. Yes. That when you told me that, it brought chills to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, talk about that and right after right after i was on the pod i remember i texted you because i went through i hadn't been through that area in 10 years and i drove through the area where one of the one of the men was missing from chris hooks um so for the, for those who missed the last time i was on the air um we we didn't plan this we, we were talking about missing people and i i had mentioned that there was there was two guys that i that i know from my hometown or, or my I guess home county, home area, um, that I went to school with that are currently missing. They're currently lost. Uh, Chris Hooks, H O O K S, like like fish hooks. Chris Hooks and Brad Allen, and and you can Google either of those names and and get the rundown. Uh, Brad Allen uh, did what? If if you're a male listener, you've probably done this before. Just had to walk outside and blow off some steam, go walk down the road or whatever, clear your head, just take a walk late at night. We've all done it for various reasons. He did it and was never seen again. There's just some sort of just eeriness to that statement, though. I know. I know. I mean, I've done that. Mary yeah. and I have yeah. gotten into an argument, and I don't mean you hit each other or anything like that. Never, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'd fucking die if I'd pray into her. But like where we've gotten arguments, and me go, 
I've, I, I can remember twice in our marriage, me go, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. And literally walk outside and it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And me go walk for an hour and I never come back. Yeah. The feeling that yeah. has to be over that woman is just, and they had children, didn't they? He, I think they have children together. I know what, he. What was his I, name again? I'm sorry. Brad, Brad Allen. Brad Allen. Okay. Yes. I mean, I even, and, and I just told this story on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, the one time that I remember taking a walk at night and just going was uh, after Super Bowl 51, actually. And I know that, huh, huh, you can laugh about that, but. Well, that, that was a traumatic experience. It's a Falcons fan. No, it is, yeah. dude. We and, put a lot of emotion and stuff. And I, I think about how unsafe that was because if anybody ever went to my house, went to where we lived when we lived in Sterlington, we lived on the most desolate road. Like you literally could have filmed scenes to The Walking Dead there because it everything past where we lived looked so abandoned and desolate. It was a dead end at train tracks. The train tracks that run right behind Frenchman's Bend, if you're familiar with that area. Yeah. No no street lights or anything. And, and and me, I'm I'm just blindly walking into the night, you know, trying to clear my head after a, a devastating loss. I didn't even have any like marital squabbles or anything on my mind. So I can only imagine you were that, emotional over game. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. After a football game, like last Super Bowl. Not this past, but the one yeah. before. Yeah, I sat outside. Did you got to get away from it? To be everything. by myself yeah, for a while. You get I away did. From I just it. I wasn't not mad. I'm just you were just I was heartbroken. Yeah, but no different than this young man. Exactly. But uh, so I've, I found something on him here. Uh, obviously, 37 year old Bradley Allen was the last seen in Fountain Hill, Arkansas, on June 18th, 2017. He disappeared after walking away from his house following an argument with his girlfriend. Yes. At the time of his disappearance, Allen lived with his girlfriend, Megan Cody, and the couple's two-year-old son in a house on his grandfather's 20-acre property off Ashley Road 80 yes. in Shiloh Community on yeah. Fountain Hill, Arkansas. I know where the road is, actually. Allen's two daughters from a previous relationship also lived nearby. Three children yeah. who don't have a dad today. Yeah. Just and no answers either. And no, d- d- uh, how does this happen? So, I'm going to say something, Rob. I'll edit out a long silence if you, or if it's a good dramatic one, I'll leave it in. Okay. But I believe things like this are proof that I truly believe there are portals into another yeah. worlds. I'm yeah. not crazy. Uh, yeah, I've I've watched. Since uh, since I got furloughed in March of 2020 for the pandemic, I was having to work at home. Uh, right, like four four out of the five days during the week, I was at home. Um, and so I started watching a lot of YouTube stuff, and I started kind of researching these things that I had heard about, like multiverses, things like that. And it's multiverses is is simplifying it quite a bit but uh if if you want to really like look up the scientific thing look up stephen hawking's uh many worlds many m-a-n-y many worlds interpretation um he gives basically a scientific hypothesis of of a uh, different dimensions coexisting um where every possible every possible action the reaction occurs 
in another universe. So, so basically, um, something as mundane as I'm sitting here, at, I'm sitting to the north side of the table. Kevo's sitting to the south side. In another in another universe, Kevo's sitting on the north side. I'm sitting on the south side. Uh, in another universe, the Falcons didn't blow Super Bowl Fifty One. Hundred percent, though. Yeah, but I truly believe, like as we sit here right now and have this conversation, I know what I'm about to say may make some people go. Kevo does not just smoke cigars. I know there's it's something re- wacky. I know it's really, really what they call fringe. But listeners, believe me when I tell you, people far smarter than myself, some of the world's most highly regarded minds have studied this and, and I have been, all but confirmed that... Yes, so I, as a man of faith, I, I am someone that is a true follower, believer, and passionate about my, my Lord and Savior, God. I, that That aside... I still believe that this universe and this existence is far more complicated yet more simple than what we give than, right. than what we, we think. Right. Like I truly believe this. We sit there and have a conversation. Somehow, somewhere, there are people, whether it be from the past, the, I don't know, but there's people looking at i just believe there's somebody across that street over there that's in a, another existence that's in another time that is experiencing something else right far right. more different and in a different time zone and i just i don't believe it would be egotistical of us to think nope we're it this is it this is all it is that's yeah. going on and some have said that they believe we are literally playing out on like the world's largest canvas. And like, this is all just, I mean, it's very, very strange, but when people go missing, there's a a detective called his name's David Politis. Yeah. He wrote the missing 411 books. Yeah. Okay. That's I I knew, I knew knew the name and we've talked about, and I didn't know how you, I didn't know how you pronounce his name, but I can see how it's spelled in my head. So, so he talked about, you know, there, there's when someone goes missing in, in, in like national parks, generally speaking, three things. All right. An abduction. All right. An animal attack. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or they just got lost. Yeah. When you track all three of those and you have went to every degree you can humanly go, you have to open up a fourth possibility. Yeah. You have to. They literally just walked walked into another plane of yes. existence. Yes. Like, it, it's not crazy. So he had a couple of physicists, and I don't know if they were theoretical physicists or... What's a uh, theoretical physicist or astrophysicist or remember? Okay, don't call me Sorry. stupid here. No, no, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you had Sheldon. One of them was a theoretical physicist, and one of them was a I can't remember. Damn, there was not an astro. No, it wasn't astro. Um, uh, of course, I believe Raj molecular was an astro. Th- molecular. Damn. Okay, well, I'll think of it in a minute. Okay. But Sorry, if there's no, people who are listening right now they probably who are know. big fan, yeah, that are just screaming at their 
and I've been that guy. So right, I, like damn uh, it, you moron. Yeah, so it's my turn to be. But on he the gets end of that. these two physicists out there, and they set up these probes, and they shoot a laser from point A to point B. All right, they move A to this area, and they shoot it back to B, same exact distance apart. And then they move that B where A was, same exact location to the newt meter, if you will. And the timing's off. There's a stall in the, there's a delay in the, in the, in where it makes, intersects with the other one. Yeah. And you've got these physicists looking at each other going, okay, we're not crazy. Yeah. That means there's a, something's happening here. There's a glitch. There's something not right in this area. Because at the same distance apart, it should take that laser the exact amount of time to go from here to here to here to here. Yes. And when it's off and they try it over and over and over and over again, something's not right. Right. That's crazy to think. Have you ever experienced a glitch in the Matrix? Okay, so I believe... I think this is going to get good. Okay, I I believe there have been a time or two where I have said to myself, wait a minute, something's not right here. Like, this is not... Like, that feeling of, you know, deja vu. No, like that feeling of, what the fuck? This isn't right, because... I, I feel like I have yeah. once or twice in my life had that feeling of this is not right. Yeah. Have you? I can tell you two very descriptive ones. Uh, one happened in late, yeah, late summer of 2001 and one happened just, if it wasn't last year, it was 2021. So I'll go to the 2001 first. Right. Because my buddy Kevin, I'm going to try to get him to listen to this, and I want to see if he remembers. I shouldn't have said his name. I should have just told the story and said, hey, man. And then he'd be like, hey, I remember when that happened. But anyway, so now now I might have just forced him to to remember something he doesn't remember. Right. But this is what I remember, and this is how it happened. So uh, do you know the Chevron station on the corner of, I think it's Joe White Road and Highway 139? There's a Shell station here, sure do. and yep. there's a Chevron. St- okay, so yep. uh, I was still living in Crossit at the time, and we you got co- the Max there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. County, okay. County Corner across the That's intersection. Right. The so, Max, the bank. Okay, I'm with. Yeah, you. so we were leaving. We had we had been to town, and and we were actually going back to Arkansas, and we stopped there, um, so I could run in and get us something to drink, and I'd use the restroom. Um, the restroom was out of order, so I couldn't use the restroom. So I just I grabbed us a couple Mountain Dews. And as I'm walking to the front, a kid had, a, a young kid had knocked a jar of pickles off the, off the shelf, busted all over the floor. And I went mm-hmm. and, and I went, the, the, the guy and the girl who were behind the counter both ducked out so they could clean that up real fast. So I waited there for a minute, but not long. Cause once they once one of them saw what was going on, the other was like, "I'll handle it. You go get the customers." I was the first person in line. I was already waiting at the counter. Nobody else was there. Yeah. Um. When we but when we stopped when we stopped at the station, Kevin didn't come inside with me. He had just gotten a CD in the mall that I had that that I that I owned and I was familiar with the album. Well, he was he was 
unpacking it and everything, and he put it in. He put it in the first songs coming on as I'm getting out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there in line. I'm in the store maybe, I think a couple minutes, maybe. Not long. I'm not, I don't wait. I, I didn't get to use the restroom and I didn't wait on anybody else to check out. I literally only right. waited for this, for, for the pe- man and the girl that were behind the counter to see what was going on with the spilled pickles. And then somebody, one of the two comes back to check me out. I get in the truck. So real quick, you didn't wait while they cleaned it up. No. You just, no, okay. One, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I get back in the truck and Kevin is mad as hell. He's like he and he like he never like we have a really great friendship. He never right. gets mad at me, or I never get mad at right. him or anything. Right. And, and you know we've been the best of friends for a long time. We can always hash it out. He is fucking pissed. And you're like, what the fuck? And man? I thought maybe he had just gotten off the phone with his him and his first wife had a pretty volatile. I shouldn't say volatile. Um, passionate. I shouldn't say passionate. She she was just, she was really and he'll tell you this. I'm I'm not I'm not telling off on him. Sure. She was just a really controlling like me 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 first person. Right. Right. My first assumption is. They just got into it on the phone. She was and she, a very demanding. She's like, well, aren't you on your way home now? Yeah. And that's my first thought. He's pissed. He's like, he was just about to get out. And he had been on the phone with her, but he was just about to get out of his truck and go in the store. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You get stuck talking to somebody or something? And I'm trying to sort all this out. I noticed the CD is on the fifth song of that album. And he's like, dude, you were in there twenty damn minutes. What the hell were you doing? Like, you didn't get to go. You didn't get to go to the restroom. I'm like, there's no way I was. And in I'm there like, I don't want to argue with him because he he's clearly he's already this is not a fake something. mad. Yeah, right, like right. like he's just he's not, not fucking with me. Right, where he would go, I'm just kidding. Right, I skipped it. right. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm I'm taken aback because I'm not. I'm like. Well, I think I, I wasn't right, in there that long. You're in shock that your friend's mad because you yeah, know I'm trying to kind this of this is not gather, accurate. Gather the info. Like I was not in the store that long. And this is before I noticed what song the CD is on as well. Um, because literally he hits me with this as soon as I get back in the truck, and um, I'm explaining. Well, I was in there and a kid knocked over some pickles, and there was some confusion on who was going to clean it up, and there wasn't anybody to check me out. I, I wasn't in there that. Maybe a couple minutes, and he was like, "No, dude, you were in there twenty fucking minutes." And and I noticed the time. I noticed the time. I noticed the time on the clock. I was I was gone out of his vehicle for twenty minutes. The CD had progressed halfway through the album, and he hadn't skipped anything because he had been on the phone with his wife. He got off the phone with her so that he could show me how pissed off he was and ask what the hell was going on and i was completely to this day i'm still completely taken aback and we get down we get down 139 a little ways and that's when i notice the time and the song where it's at in the album because like i say i had that cd so i was familiar with this with all the songs on there and everything and he had calmed down just a little bit he had said what he had to say and i was like damn I'm like, it's already on song number five. He said, that's what I'm saying, dude. I never brought it up to him ever again. But that, that maybe I was in there, maybe I was in there for 20 minutes just just staring at the ceiling or something. I don't, I don't I, know. Now see, I liked it better when you said, 
I was not in there that fucking long. Like, I there's mean, no I, way. I know that I wasn't. Okay. I know that I was. I literally, I walked in there. I walked straight. You, you've, you've been in there before, right? Yeah, there's not a there. lot to look at. Guys. Yeah, and I mean, you know in regards to the rest of the building where the restrooms are. I literally walked to that. It was out of order. Decided not to use the women's restroom. You know, I, I could wait till I got home. Went to the counter or went to the the drink cooler. Literally, as I'm turning around with two Mountain Dews in my hand, I see the kid knock over the pickles off the shelf. And I step around him to go to the can. And, and a minute and a half later, I think I'm I'm done. I'm checked out and I'm gone. Now, that was out in the Lakeshore Swartz area. Yes. Now, so tell me this. Your second one, was that in the same area or was it somewhere else? This was actually in West Monroe. Okay. This right. was, this was so what's away. that one? So... For those that don't know, I work at Skyjacker. You probably see it right there on off off the interstate. Uh, if you're going east, it's just past walk-ons. Um, literally right on the interstate. So every third, we have a circle drive in front of in front of uh, Skyjacker where we park. And uh, every Thursday, we have a gentleman, Brian, who comes and washes our vehicles. And this was a Thursday, and he's parked over to the west side of the circle drive everywhere every day because it's out of the way and there's kind of extra concrete over there and that's where he washes vehicles i was leaving one day at 5 30 and you know how you can like boop boop like kind of hit your horn real quick and get some like yeah, you know just way yeah. i was about to do that and i saw him bent over he wasn't looking at me i saw i could see the top of his head like bent over the other side of his truck i couldn't see what he had in his hands and my first thought was god forbid i scare him and i cause him an accident or something so i didn't i didn't honk my horn at him right you know so i continue on this on circle drive the circle comes around and it runs parallel for a little bit with i-20 well once i get parallel with i-20 i see some movement out of the corner of my eye right i'll look back and there's Brian, but he's not at his truck. He's a hundred yards away, over at one of uh, at our our COO Jeff's truck. He had a black suburban at that time. He's I see him walking over there. I'm like, wait a second. And I turn around and look to make sure there wasn't somebody else at Brian's truck that I thought like maybe, I saw. Maybe it was somebody yeah, else. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay, I guess it wasn't Brian. No, there was nobody. At, and and the dude that I saw that I thought was Brian was Brian because I could still see him from the sh- from I know what he looks like. and I, right. He wears the same thing every Thursday, so I knew what he looked like from the shoulders up. That's clearly Brian over there by Jeff's Suburban. I'm like, how did, how did he just make that 100 yards that I mean, in a flash. How did how did he do that? He was bent over on the other side of his truck, and I was 100 yards away, standing, walking between... Yeah, he wasn't on his way that distance. No, no, he wasn't even facing that distance. <laughs> he was in a non-moving position, yeah, like, bent yeah. over. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's... Hmm. Okay, that's... Wow. All right, that's that's weird. And I would have probably forgotten that. I would have pro- probably forgotten that right up, you know. Never thought about that again. Uh, Mr. Discount Drug, which is down by the mill on Thomas Road. In the old Ville. Balkanville. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, so that's that's mine and Jamie's pharmacy. And I had to leave there and go pick up a prescription, right? Right. So 
as I'm coming back down Thomas Road, there's that Circle K station that's right across, that's on the corner of Thomas Road, and, and is it Natchitoches? Okay, there's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. Granger's on one corner. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then this Circle K. It is a Circle K, yeah. yeah. Where and the it, big top used to be. Where the, yeah, 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 right in front of where the big top used to be. So I glance over at the gas pumps, and the aforementioned Jeff, our COO, and his black Suburban are there, and I see Jeff. He's white-headed. I see him pumping gas. Think nothing of it. Okay, you know, we leave work at the same time. He has to go the same. He lives not yeah. far from me, so. Not a big deal. This is I see him over there. Yeah, I see him over there pumping gas. I go on through the red light, cross over the interstate, past Walmart. I get to the red light that's right there where uh, Glenwood is. Yeah. And as I'm in the outside lane, easing up to the red light, I pass a black Suburban and Jeff Worley, clear as day, is sitting in there behind the driver's seat. All right. Now, we need to have you check. A mile down the road, he was pumping gas. Right. How did he beat me to the red light? Dude, something's going on in your world. And I don't mean that as you're fucked up in the head. I mean, this is three sort of very it's, strange. It struck me. It struck me so much that immediately when I got home, I told Jamie what I just told like, you. Like, hey, this, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Let me tell you what I experienced. This, I said, I just had a glitch in the Matrix. I swear on the good Lord, this happened. That it's, is odd. Yeah. Okay, that's odd. So, yeah, so, and it happened within 10 minutes of each other. So, this is, so what I'm about to tell you is true. It was out in Swartz. A buddy of mine uh, set a trap. And something was getting into his garbage. So I want to tell you this again. I'm not fucking with you. I know what happened. Uh, or actually, I don't know what happened, but I know this took place. So he's he sets a trap. And he leaves j- just the, the old uh, uh, one by with the trash can lid, you know, the flip trash can like, like waste management has for yep. household garbage. Okay? Yep. He has the one by put up there nicely and a fucking stray cat jumps in it and when the cat does that little bit of movement causes that trash can lid yep to go down yep and the guy's name's chris okay immediately immediately chris runs out and he's like, got it. Now, he's not going to kill the cat, okay? Yeah. He's going to take the cat and take it down the road somewhere, open the trash can, and, and we're going we're gonna to let the cat out, okay? Now, this particular trash can, when it closed, it had the handle latch things on each side that when you pull them up and push them against the lid, it would lock, not lock, lock, but... You could oh, not yeah, lift yeah, that lid. Yeah, I know. Okay, even with your hand, you could not lift it. Okay. I'm standing there. I saw the lid close. I I walked out when he said, "Got it," and pop, pop, and and when he picked it up and set it in the back of his truck, as he set it there and let go of it, you could hear that cat in that trash yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I heard it. And he said, Chris goes, 
I'm going to sit back here so this damn trash can don't jump over. He, he goes, be my luck. And it's just how he said it to you. He was so goofy. He was like, <laughs> my luck, damn trash can, jump over, cat get out, and it fucking be back in my neighborhood. <laughs> I, okay, okay. He goes, you drive. So we went out the neighborhood. We went down Nelson Road, took a ride on Stubbs Vinson, went down Stubbs Vinson Road to the very end. There's Highway 80. And we're at Forks, and there's that trailer park across the road that just floods all the time, all that. Yeah. So yeah. I pull out, I take a right, then I go back around, a sharp right, back on that road, whatever it is that runs in front of state police and all those apartments and all that. Uh, he goes, right here, right here. I pull off on the side of the road. I get out of the truck. Chris jumps out, opens his tailgate, lays the trash can down, and when he opens the lid, it's a... The fucking cat's not in there. I'm, I'm not fucking with you. To this day, no cat. every time Chris and I see each other, every single time, he goes, I, I still don't know where that cat is. And, and I'm like, I, I, I have thought about it. it. Rob, I'm not fucking with you i wasn't drunk i wasn't high i hadn't done anything it was just i he knew that that cat had been get or one of those cats had been getting in his fucking like he's like yeah chris even said i saw it some bitch you know like i i, I we went out there one time and it took you know like i knew, rob i was there yeah I heard the cat yeah. in the trash can. Yeah, if somebody would have been telling you this story, you might have reasonable yeah. doubt, but you experienced it. 100%. Just like I told you that I experienced those two things. 100%. The it, other time yeah. was me signing in somewhere. So there's this theory. I'm going to tell you a funny story after that, but look, there's a theory that when I had the restaurant, I, I you know, I was up. There were days I was up two and a half, three days, no sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary used to tell me, baby, you're going to kill yourself, but if you're going to do that, you need to tan. I'm a pretty dark person anyway, but she said, I'm telling you, it, 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 you, you don't look near as rough when you've got color about you. But when you've been inside a restaurant for three days with no sleep, you just look white as a ghost. You look, you know, she's yeah. like, you need to, you know, and she's like, I know it sounds stupid, but customers will start thinking, this fucked guy. Something's wrong with him. He's sick. He's uh, so I was like, okay, uh, all right, I will. So after work, I'd go to any time. I'm not any time, but uh, Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness, yeah. And I <laughs> would sign in, and I'd sign my name on the deal to ten, right? So I walk up, I scan in, and the girl goes, "Can you walk over here and sign in?" And she's gonna get the bed ready for me, right? I walk over to the notepad. I'm not fucking with you. Walk over to the notepad. I pick the pen up. As I start, I don't write yet. Somebody says, hey, Kevo, or, you know. So I stop, I turn, I talk for a minute. I'm six foot away, the pen in my hand. I walk back over, and I'm signed in two, three minutes early. Rob, I did not write on that pad. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I did not write on that fucking pad. I even said, I, you know, I asked the girl, I was like, you saw have me. I, did I have I up? been here already? Yeah, and she was like, I, I wasn't paying attention. I, I don't guess you did, you know. I even said, 
can you can we look at camera like she was like i don't know how to do that i would have to call somebody because it's 11 o'clock at night midnight whatever she's like i don't know how to do that and i rob i did not write on that pad to this day i know i didn't write on that pad and that was very weird to me yeah uh, that, that was the other one that that uh so i had a couple things like that happen yours the the one about the boss is uh the ceo that's odd man that's yeah. odd. I know yeah. that was him. I, okay, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a glitch. And there is. There's no way that you're going to go through life without an experience like that. Because this is not always going to be perfect. Yeah. And his his black suburban, a lot of people think, well, there's a lot of people have black suburbans. His is very distinctive because it was older. Well, yeah, it's got him fucking driving it. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, also he's pumping the gas on one, he's behind the driver's seat on another. So right. You want to hear a funny story real quick, though? I got to tell you that. I probably shouldn't. Tell about <laughs> embarrassing. I'm going to label this the worst thing ever happened to me. So, have you ever tanned? Let me think. I don't recall ever having ever okay. been in a tanning bed. All right, so I've I, tanned in the sun many, many days. So no. I get off work one night, and it's like December, January, February. It's cold. Yeah, and I'd been wearing jeans and boots at the restaurant. It was a long day. It's like one of those Saturday nights when we had karaoke, and it we were fucking packed. Yeah, blah, blah. yeah. So I stopped by on the way home, and I'm gonna tan for like nine minutes stand up bed. Right, I get undressed. And as I'm starting to get, no matter of fact, I'm completely naked. And I realize I got to pee. But I'm like, I'm not the, you know, they, they give you like a two minute, like, all right, you got two minutes to get undressed or the bed will automatically start, you know. And for some reason, instead of me just going, fuck, man, let me get the clothes back in and go pee, I was like, no, because I had on jeans, boots, and I probably had on long johns. Like, it was fucking cold. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, and, you know, long sleeve shirt. I'm like, I'm not getting all this shit back on. <laughs> even just, I know, I, and I even know, because Mary was like, no, you could have just put the jeans on and the boots. And I was like, I just didn't think. So I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to. So I go in the bed. And I hit start, and Rob, I'm standing there, and I'm fucking dancing, man. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to pee, man. I just no way I'm going to make it fucking eight more minutes. And I'm standing there, Rob, and I've got to pee so fucking bad. And 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 it got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna make it. Holy shit, I'm going to. And all I could think to fucking do was open the door up, and I thought, I know how terrible this is going to be, but I'll pee in the trash can. I, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I've, no, I've been there. No fucking trash can, Rob. The trash can is built into the wall, and it's like the bottom of the trash can is like three foot off the ground, and it's like a three foot tall trash can. So the top of the trash can is six foot off the fucking ground. Like it, it literally. It's, okay, that may be. It's like <laughs> I'm not joking. It's it's like chest level with me. The top of the trash can, uh. and it's built into the wall. And I'm like, I, it, it, the, there's no chair that I can move over to and stand up and do it. The you know the bench in there is again built up against the wall. Right. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't. By that time, I was like, nope. I there's no fucking waiting now. <laughs> I turn and look, and I went, here goes nothing. And I grabbed one of my boots 
and just pissed in it. And it was the longest pee I had ever fucking taken. And then halfway through it, I'm like, what did I just do? What, what, how am I going to get out of here now? Like, what, what, what do I do? So I just, I got, after I got through peeing, I got dressed. I put my t-shirt back on, my jeans, my socks, and I took the boots, because I wasn't going to leave them in there. I took the boots, and I wrapped them up really good in my long sleeve shirt and held them. And before I could make it to the truck, it was already drenched and leaking everywhere. Oh, and I was like, man. I pissed in my boot because I had to pee so fucking bad. If you could have seen the people looking at me as I had my head down trying to get the fuck out of there, not be seen. It was one of the most humiliating moments of my life. Leaving, it's 12 degrees outside and I got fucking socks on. I know what, it was so bad. It started fucking drizzling when I walked outside too. So now my fucking socks are getting wet oh, as I walk around. It was terrible, yeah. Pissed in my boot. I'm sure I have an equivalent story. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking loser. Like, I'm sure I have an equivalent where I'm like, in, even in the middle of it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. My, my life has reached a whole new low. Yes. I can't yeah. think of it off the top of my head. Maybe I'll think of it between now and the next time and I can share it then, but. But that's how, I mean, talk about feeling like a loser. God, Rob, I felt humiliated. Just me standing there with my penis in my hand, looking at my boot, going, yep, this is what it's come to. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. just put the stuff back on real quick and go to the bathroom. Oh, I can wait. And for some reason, with your body, like, it, 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 it knows like, I'm in a situation where I can't just go, and I think it makes it worse. We start thinking about it. We can't, you know. Yeah. Dude, I must have pissed for 45 seconds in one of my boots. I've, yeah. I've done that. And a pair not, of not in, a, in a boot, but I, I have definitely, yeah, I, I've definitely pissed. I've probably pissed a solid minute, minute and a half before, I think. It, it, and then, then, I don't know. I'm never, it's not like I've ever timed it either. I but. felt like what's his name and uh uh uh, what's the movie? Uh, the girls' baseball, uh, a league of their own. A league of their own. When Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks goes, you know, and she's like, "Shut up, Doris." Sometimes you know they're timing him because his piss is taking so yeah. long. You know, that's kind of what I felt like. like. It went on and on and on, and I didn't think I was ever going to stop. And 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 the whole time I'm going, this is what my life is sunk to. I'm pissing in my boot in a fucking gym. Like, this is what yeah. I've come to. Yeah. It was very embarrassing. Although, nobody saw it. The fact that I did it, like, when I came home and told Mary, I don't think she went to sleep for six hours because she could not. She laughed and <laughs> laughed and laughed and could not fuck. She's like, I'm just fucking picturing you standing there, you know, holding your dick. Pee, squatted down, peeing in a boot, just looking around like it felt good, but it was humiliating and wonderful all at the same time. It was a very odd feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And them fucking boots, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I tried to salvage them. I never could, though. Couldn't, Obviously, couldn't no, no. Oh, I brought man. them home and I pressure washed them. And then that oh, one man. was never the same. Yeah. And, and what was crazy is I, I left them outside. I oiled them. I pressure washed them and oiled them and all this stuff. And that one, you, I could never get that one dry. I never wore them again. 
But imagine this. It smelled bad, too. I don't know why that would be. I don't know. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Damn. But I think that's one of the, the embarrassing, like, solo moments that I could have never told anybody. But I'm like, that's too good of a fucking story to not share with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife has never let me live that down. You remember, yeah. remember the Toy Story? There's a snake in my boot, you know. Anytime I go to put boots on, Mary's like, good thing. You may have to pee later. And yeah. <laughs> you might. Wow. I uh, know. She never, you know, always gets me. Uh, she doesn't tell me. Embar- I, we were about to get married and uh, we're young and we were living at at uh, my brother and his wife's house. Uh, I mean, just like for a week or two yeah. until our apartment was ready. Not long, just a week or two. And her her uh she was talking about tomorrow i'm gonna get this stuff for my house blah 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 this idea. and just mid-sentence she goes oh, and i cannot wait till we get my tv we'll have hbo and then she stopped and i was like is that how that works hbo comes built into these fuckers now i mean is that, <laughs> that and, and, and you know i remember she was like i didn't say that and i was like you did you went hbo uh yeah which now it does um uh, hey, real quick, real quick though, before we go, um, there's a movie on HBO Max right now called Johnny Dangerously. Do you remember that movie? Didn't we just talk yes, about that we recently? We just talked about that because of the six hundred dollars. It's one. That's right. It's one of the. Uh, it's this, it, and I don't know how your comment made me think of that. But do you remember the doctor in the movie? Hey, Doc, how's mom today? Well, not doing good. I checked her eyes. Um, she's going to need a cornea surgery, Johnny. It's, $299 today on sale. And then the next time she he comes in, Doc, how's mom today? Well, she's going to need a liver, Johnny. Yeah. And uh, to get a new liver, $600, $600. for you today. Yeah. I love that movie, man. It's one of those movies I'm that... Gonna to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit up and watch it. So HBO Max, dude. It's on HBO Max, okay. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, that's one of those movies that... I'm not, not going to lie to you. Some movies, I will literally pause the movie and in my notes... Type down a line from it because I want to remember it to use it. That's one of those movies I do that with. That <laughs> that one I watched recently, it's Stripes. Oh man, I hadn't seen Stripes. You remember Stripes? Forever. Bill Murray? Yeah. yeah. You remember Fran- you remember uh I haven't uh, seen it in for many years. I don't want any of you guys, any keep your meat hooks off my stuff. If any of you fuckers put your meat hooks on my stuff. I'll kill you. You remember that guy? Yeah. He was like, nobody talks. Nobody calls me so-and-so. If any of you fuckers call me Francis, I kill you. I, I just uh, was was quoting that today. Those are two movies. Jesus. The the drill sergeant says to him, are either of you homosexuals? And Harold Ramos says, we are not, but we are willing to learn. That was just one of the just great lines of that movie. Man. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um. All right, well, we've probably, we've bounced around. Sorry, we've bounced around. Yeah, we've we've definitely bounced around. Uh, Dude, I'm perfectly fine if you want to just plan on, like, I'd love for you to come on monthly, because I've got, like, four or five topics here we ain't even got to that I'd love your input on. I know, I I, I get rambling on things and changing the subject and stuff. You know, but next time, uh, I want you to watch a documentary between now and next time. We come, I'll send you the link. Okay. You watch it, we talk about it. It's called Pulling John. It's about John Brzezink or Bresnik, however you pronounce it. John Bresnik is about your size or so. Maybe, you know, this guy's, you know, six foot, 210 pounds. And this guy is the 
long time running world arm wrestling fucking champion. Like he's went against guys. Yes. Really? John Brzezink, you need to look him up. I mean, this guy will blow your mind when you see a size and build and then you watch old matches of these fucking just massive Russian Swedish men that he would go up against and was shut. Yes. It's incredible. He was in uh, Over the Top. He did a, a cameo in Over the Top. Really? With Stallone? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to send you the link to the documentary. you got to watch it because it's real quick. You know how in some cinder block like rooms, they'll have a, 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 a steel ladder, just a, just a like flat bar and round pipe. Round pipe going, you, you know, oh, that's your yeah, ladder. Yeah, and it's like yeah. bolted to the cinder block yeah, wall. Yeah. All right. It's not... It's literally just the rungs of the yes. ladder bolted into yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. it's just tubing, like, yeah. you know, just or coal roll, whatever. There's a Russian guy that reaches and puts his left hand on, like, the fourth rung and then reaches up and puts his right hand on the sixth rung and holds his body out fucking parallel. One of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, this I worked, motherfucker holds it. Like I worked with slash four guy that could that could do that. And Brzezik beats this guy. Damn. And he's. I mean, seriously, uh, uh, honestly, uh, and I'll get the exact next time we talk. But he's like six one, two ten. This ain't no fucking monster. Pulling John. Yes. Yeah, I'll I send check, you the link. I want to see that shit. It's incredible. I'm gonna watch it again so we can talk about it. But you're gonna come back on like next month like i'm thinking i get back from vegas like middle of march after that we i'm gonna have vegas. you back on and mm. yeah, i know we, i'm going for a trade show con expo or the two the two uh like bucket list vacations or anyway, just trip i mean i'm gonna right. go for a weekend or uh vegas which i'm jamie's into that i'm sure we will get there one day vegas and miami south beach so Mary and I have been to Miami South Beach together. I went down to Fort Lauderdale several years ago and did some crane operator training classes. Really? And she went on that road trip with me. It was awesome. Oh, y'all drove? Yes, we drove. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Went through Alligator oh, Alley man. and all that. It was great. But man. she's going to Vegas with me here in a couple of weeks. She was able to get off and go. And we are, I hope, going to have a blast. I don't want to talk about the things that we have planned on doing at night. You know, I just don't, I don't need to know that. America doesn't need to but, know that. But, they can assume that. You are happy that two married, uh, two married people for 26 years are still in love enough to do, like, I love the fact that we still set little bucket list goals of, of things we're going to do and where and how, like, I love that. I, I'm, That's awesome. I'm supposed to be in love with my wife to want to yeah. do that. Yeah. But I'm a sick degenerate. That's the goal. That's exactly right. Love you, brother. Love you, my You're man. You're always awesome, enjoy- man. Oh, that was we weak. just we got, that was fucking yeah. terrible. If for the yeah, for those who don't know, we just attempted to dap each other <laughs> up across the table. <laughs> literally, he's literally three feet in front of me, and we we, we missed. missed. Told and together. then on the second try, it was weak as I'll get out. Hey, next time we're gonna have this, and that I'm is not kidding. So when it, you turn that, that looks like a iPhone tracker. holder. Yeah. So yeah, you turn okay. that on, put your camera in there, hit record. And then you turn this on, and this, this deal here makes contact with me. So now it will oh, track. Oh, look at that! It will track me. Those those who who See? are listening, it it, uh, it rotates. So it's got a it's got a 
Look like at a that. motion See, sensor. Right, it tracks. It's the, tracking me. Yeah. It's kind of uh, it's kind of cool. So we're gonna set that up, and we're gonna we're gonna put lapel mics on, and put it in the end of that iPhone, and we're gonna record directly to YouTube next time you come in. Okay. So we'll do this for the audio, and we'll use this, and we'll unwavering. We'll have a YouTube yeah. page, and and you can see you you us two sexy men sit here and uh, man. I mean, what who America? What Americans wouldn't want to see us two fuckers talk? Um. Don't answer that. You're gonna make me feel bad or about myself. Are we start you go, a count or, or uh, no? Uh, we probably don't need to. Okay. Yeah, it needs to be unofficial. Okay. All right. I but, tell you what. Yeah. Since I since I brought up my my weird rant list, we can make a thing. Every time I come on, you can pick out one thing from this. Dude, this this please, goes all the way. Back I would love to, to do this. That. Goes all the way back to 2012. The very first one. And it's just rants. Yeah. So I used to. Uh, why haven't you shared this with me before? Now I would so, fucking love that. It's never. It's just never come up in conversation. Are um, they numbered? They're not numbered. Unfortunately. Well, if you numbered a lot of them. Okay, I was gonna say if you numbered I them, need to start doing then that. I could. You could. I could just randomly pick a number. You could say, "All right, I got thirty nine rants here. Pick a number. I could pick one, and you go. Yeah, that'd be cool." So back in the MySpace days. Um, Boy, you went old school. I went old school. Yeah, I went way back. So, so back in the mind, and this predates smartphones even. Um, I had for a few months, I had been having an idea that I, you know, uh, MySpace had the blog feature. You, you could write, you know, you, everybody's profile page had built-in blogs that you could write to, and then right. they, would, they would post to the main page so people would would see them that way. And Facebook, for whatever reason, never did that. So. After a few months of really thinking about it and kind of compiling notes, I wrote on a Friday, I still remember, Friday, March 31st, 2006, I wrote Rob's Random Rants. And it was really just strictly random thoughts. Like, I had background music playing, and I'm like, oh, now Shinedown is on, da-da-da. And then I go the next, and it was, I read it now, and it's cringy as all get out. Because it was, it was the first one. I didn't know where I was going to well, go A lot with of it. things are cringy way yeah. back when, you know. Hell. Yeah, but... It got a response. Okay. And it got, like, people commented on it. I don't think you could, I don't, you, you couldn't like things on MySpace, but you could, maybe you could. I can't, I can't remember. I never even had one, so I wouldn't know. But you, but it had, like, 15 comments. I was like, holy moly. So the very next Friday, I did another one, and it bombed. And I'm like, fuck. I, I need to cook up some structure. So I wait. I set out about two or three weeks, and then on another Friday, I did another one, and this Long story short, it started evolving into like a social commentary until where I started keeping a notebook with me. And then later, a phone, when things would happen to me in a store or a restaurant, I'd observe things. I'd randomly think about things that had happened. Or so it's like what Mary calls me old and crotchety. Like I'll bitch about things when I go into a store and I'll come out and go, you know, there I don't was, like when people do. There was a lot of that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of that. Um there, there was stuff like the way that I saw the world that, that people would think about, but never, like, they never, like, thought it hard enough about it to put it into words, you know? Yeah. Like. Or nobody that you had been around like, had. Like, you go to Sonic and you order a thing of tater tots, and there's one, there's always one random fry that finds its way in your tater tot. Always. Everybody, or a hash everybody brown that's or happened some to everybody, but shit. they've never thought to put it into words or read yeah. about it, or maybe they think, oh, man, that, yeah, like how, does how that happen? lucky could I be? Well, but, you know, that it, that was kind of the basis for Rob's random rants, and it, and it evolved. And uh, so it, it became a thing, but then when everybody moved over to Facebook, 
I tried to do them on, there used to be a thing called notes on your Facebook page. Yeah. I tried to do it on that. It didn't get, didn't get any traction. Nobody saw it. Um, your, your main post, like when, you know, when you, when you post something, you know, type something out and post it on Facebook. Right. Uh, it used to be limited number of, of, uh, characters. characters right. You could do, uh, somewhere along 2012 or 2013, they expanded it to, I guess, unlimited. Um, but then, you know, I met Jamie and then Jamie and I moved in together and then we got married and then, um, you know, I just, I, I just didn't have time. I, did, I didn't have time to, to write right, them or anything. Right, life but happens. I still kept compiling the notes. So, how hard would it be if you'd be one day to go through and just number them? Like, do you think you could do that without fucking them up? And I could, yeah, I could it pick would, a number. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard. Like, if you, oh, we need to do like, it. see, they all have dashes beside. Oh, well, then, then that wouldn't would be bad at all. You just have to go through there and add the number. But you see, Dude, that how, wouldn't be bad at all. You see how long it is. Oh, it is a bunch of them. Though. It is long as all get out. I guess technically, I could just pick a number and you could go down through there and count the dashes or something. I mean, but but yeah, I think we need to do that. I think we need to have when you come on, we need to do that. And, and all right, guys, uh, so for this next segment, we're going to call it Rob's Rants. Rob, I want you to rant about number 19, and you find I it and go, all Some right. of these go so far back, it, I've looked, and I can't even remember why. Why you wrote it? Yeah, what because <laughs> I, like, I do it in a hurry. Right. And I'm like, well, I'll remember by the time I write this, and then 11 years later, I don't remember. And so yeah. so it's just some cur- kind of curiosity right. for that. But, um. And then the next podcast, I want to tell you about the time I shot Mary in the back of the leg with that salt gun. Um, I'm going to tell you, yeah. that did not go oh, like I thought that was oh, going to go. Yeah, somehow, I, I don't think that would go. The fucking salt gun, she said, hurts. I didn't know if it hurt that bad. So I wasn't going to try it on me. I was going to try it on her. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would let I? Her, let her be the guinea yeah, pig. Right. And, so. and if, she, if she comes out unscathed. Then, then I'm going to say, all right, it's no big deal. But mm-hmm. All right, I love you, bro. I love you, my man. I had a blast. Buddy. I had a blast too. Love you. Uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, yes, I will, I will take your comments on Facebook. Kevo will take your comments in person. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> and as of this Friday, Unwavering will we're I say unveiling, but we we today put together our Facebook page. We're gonna put out for it. So Friday, we're unwavering toxic masculinity for the dudes. Then we'll have a Facebook page. I know. I should have done like that a long it. time ago. I just had I it. I like it. Hey, I love the logo. Do you know anybody that helped me design that? I was looking at I noticed your shirt immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm I know a to, guy that I'm designed to make, that logo. I'm gonna have to make a shirt for myself. Fuck yeah. Hey, I'll even pay for that for you. I'm <laughs> I'm made I made the shirt that I'm wearing. It it's Most impossible. of your shirts you you make. Yeah, it, it's weird saying that because I know there's a stigma on people who like Make their own clothes and wear them. Well, no, you know, whatever. You're a graphic designer, though. Yeah. I, I get where you're doing it. Yeah, you know my I mean? th- my thing is you're all the time showing your work. If I can't find a t-shirt exactly like what I'm looking for, I can just make it. Right, exactly. There you go. Twin, right. Twincitydesigns.com. Oh okay. yeah, please. No, tell <laughs> tell them. www.twincitydesigns.com is Twin City Tea Company. You can find it online. Uh, I Put a lot of work into the website. Go check it yes. out. Um, constantly adding new stuff. There's several sections on there. There's a section for local things. And I know he loves ideas, input. Like yes. If you want yes. a shirt made, Abs- talk to this guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I am listening for input all the time. If you have an idea that you've always thought would look good on a t-shirt, absolutely hit me up. Um, there's the young lady. I say young lady. She's she's my she's our age on Twitter. 
that uh, bought a Razorback shirt from me about four years ago. And then once a year, she hits me up with a great idea, and she doesn't want any money from it. She just wants the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like run with it if it works. And her great. ideas, yeah, her ideas have sold me quite, quite a few. That's shirts. awesome. That's awesome. So you'll know if you ever do well, like really well, and this takes off. I know you, you're a good dude. You'll make sure she's, you know. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to take care of this lady and give her full credit and do yeah. something. I, mean, I, I, know I always, guy. always do. Uh, um, oh, absolutely. Because she, she, after she ordered the shirt, she found me through Twitter. And at the time, I didn't really follow Twitter. I yeah, had it's it. Twitter, right? Yeah, I, I had, I have it. For God, the, that's a garbage. For the, it is. It God, really, it people really hate is. each other on Twitter. It really is. God. But. I know it's a necessary evil. Yeah, and if I put the right shirt on there and the right person sees it and they retweet it, right. and they have a lot of followers, then it snowballs. Right, and that's happened. That's several, what happens. That's happened several times, and you yeah. have to play the game. Unfortunately, I know it sucks, but, but I don't engage typically with anybody on there because everybody knows. Yes, on there. well, you, you're on there to not create arguments. You're on there to just right, and it's oh, it's so tough. Oh, oh I know it. Oh God, God. Oh, I, I see know. somebody making a terrible take on. Atlanta, or just in or just life anything. in general, and you yeah, just oh I know. my god, I'm getting ahead. I'm, I, I'm getting mad. I, about I know. I have to sometimes go like I'll make a comment and go. You know what? I'm gonna put this down. I'm not gonna look yep. at it again because it's yep. only gonna. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Love you, bro. Uh, love you, guys. That's been Good Rob. Show. I'm Kevo. Until next time, you know what we say in a room full of God, family, country. It's been unwavering toxic masculinity from the dudes den.